Welcome back to another week of We Call It Soccer, a brand new episode. I'm Caleb, here with Sasha, who... Sasha, you're not on Twitter right now, if I'm... No, I'm not. If I'm nope. correct. I'm still... Yeah, I am still waiting to hear back from Twitter, <laughs> the, the, the high court of Twitter, whether I will... My, whether my account will no longer be suspended. I cannot delete it, nor can I interact with anybody on Twitter. I can just see that I have an account. That is being judged. <laughs> well, there's a like a tweet going around that people are quote tweeting right now, and I saw it and was like, oh, what a perfect question to ask Sasha at the beginning of this of this uh, podcast for you know content. Always be contenting. ABCs of podcasting, <laughs> right there. Um, so, what has been your most visceral visceral reaction to a movie that you saw in a theater? So like the like this moment you saw a movie in a theater. Remember theaters? Yeah, those yeah, so with the bigger I- <laughs> screens that are like as big as a wall. And... Um, this might sound cheesy and like that. I don't have much. Actually, no. You know, oh, well, okay. There was a um, a sci-fi film, and I'm probably gonna butcher the name. Uh, was it Section Section Nine or like Sector Eight? Well, I can't remember. It, it, anyway, it's pretty much about an alien species that is. Treated like illegal immigrants in oh yeah in this car yeah That's, what is it what's it called oh I saw it in theaters too yeah uh but I love that it was a such a perfect analogy for political refugees um and sector yeah it was sector nine sector nine okay yeah I thought you know and it was like there was good no it's not that's a that's a stage shop yeah we'll figure it out that is. Uh, it's a South African film. Se- Section, eight. Section eight. Is it Section Eight? Oh, okay. it? no. Uh... <laughs> I, I know who's <laughs> in it. We... It's the guy. Oh, he's in Hardcore Henry, and the new A Team. Ah, oh. I know what you're talking about. I saw like the. It, it's not. It is not Section Eight, but you know what? I, you yeah. know, District Eight or something. I District Nine. District Nine. Di- District. Is it District 9? It, it is, is District indeed 9. District 9. Found it, guys. Wow, it, 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 it took both of us. All anyway. right, this has been We so. Call It Soccer. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was a good it was a good film. Yeah. And, yeah. I think for me, there's one a theater moment that stands out to me is, um, I think it was 2012, must have been, it was a sophomore in college, went to see uh, 21 Jump Street in theaters. And it was absolutely packed. Like, there was not an open seat. And it was just, everyone Like everyone loved the movie. Everyone was laughing their asses off the entire time. My friends and I went again later in the week because we didn't hear most of the jokes because people were laughing still. It was one of the best, just overall, theater experiences I've had. Just the whole the whole crowd was, was on board yeah. with the silliness of that movie and it was also hilarious i mean it was it was was a great movie from start to finish including the the running gag that the the chief of police is the guy who who coined the term fuck the police yeah it's so great Uh, yeah uh, ice cube as the chief of police is just like one top 10 castings in the the past century Uh um Yeah. yeah much like the movie the mls cup playoffs roll on and sometimes movies you don't want to see the end of, and unfortunately we saw the end of Minnesota's movie, and it was more like the Friday, end of Friday Night Lights, that movie, instead of, you know, the end of 
the Mighty Ducks, unfortunately. Um, let's move on real quick, though, to the first game in the East. The semifinals there. Columbus Crew advances past New England 1-0. Um, compared to compared to the Seattle-Minnesota's like Avengers Endgame, True New England is more like my dinner with Andre. Just very kind of, it's very boring. <laughs> um, uh, one goal, uh, goal by Artur, headed down by Jonathan Mensa, finished well by Artur. Moonen's um, high-flying offense of Carlos Hill and Adam Busta and Gustavo Bo never really got it going. Yeah. I, um, do you have anything to add to this, or do you want to just rip, rip the Band-Aid off? I'll just say that Espinosa in this game he had so much freedom on the right side against New England. Um, it just despite all the other attacking pieces, he he also shined in this game. So okay. it's no surprise they moved on. So <sighs> moving on to the heartbreak of the century. Uh, up in up in the rafters of Minnesota Sports, along with Gary Anderson and. Brett Noodle Arm Favre and I don't know the Yankees I guess just any the Yankees anytime in October um Seattle 3 Minnesota 2 Minnesota had a 2-0 lead going into the 70th minute 75th minute um goals came from Reynoso on a free kick the first direct free kick Minnesota stored in MLS uh, Yandre Deuce had one last year in the U.S. Open Cup against New Mexico. Um, and also then broke the record for playoff assists on a, another free kick, this time finding the head of DeBassi. And I, Minnesota was under was under pressure the entire game, and yet here we were, just 20 more minutes to go, up 2-0. Sasha, what happened? I... I mm, it felt like I was watching just a bad, like a horror movie from 20 minutes to go on. Uh, well, the Sounders have a never say die Goonies mentality, and Brian Schmetzer made four tactical subs. Um, and don't be fooled the fact that the first two were, were you know, full defenders, fullbacks, Calvin Leardam and Brett Smith. Both those players have experience playing uh, in midfield and scoring goals. Uh, then it was followed up by Will Bruin, who would score a goal. And lastly, Gustav Svensson, who is probably, at this point, considered probably the veteran on the team. So, Brian Spencer made those subs. We had been forced to make an early sub in the first half uh, for Metinair, uh Hassani Dotson. So, we'd used up one of our subs already. We still had two more and potentially four players we could put on. We took off one. We took off Ethan Finley and put on Kai Kamara. Now, I don't have any opposition to pulling... Ethan Finley and dropping Lude down into that right wing position. But if it had been up to me, I would have put Raheem Edwards in in, in that number nine spot and I would have brought on Jacory Hayes for fresh legs and Hairston for fresh legs. Both could be uh played defensively in midfield. Both of them would have plenty of energy and speed to try to match up against uh, you know, the legs like the Will Bruin, because Will Bruin is a dangerous player. He is a super sub and has a lot of speed. And we were gassed. And yeah, no, you're right. We were gassed. Uh, Will Bruin stored the first goal of their comeback. Gustav um, Svensson stored the last one, the dagger to all the hearts of Minnesota fans everywhere. Um, 
Brian Schmetzer was making moves and Adrian Heath didn't counter them well enough or didn't counter them at all. I agree with you bringing down Jatori Hayes and Marlon Harrison would have added more speed and also would have clogged up that midfield that at that point they were just waltzing through. Uh, Ozzy was exhausted. Jan can't cover that much ground. Um, Gaspar was being pulled in to cover the midfield. DeBasio was being pulled to the left to cover Gasper. It it just needed more finesse from Heath. And I think that kind of leads us into one of our pod questions. Uh, just a reminder, one of our tiers on Patreon, the lowest tier actually, for $3 a month, you can join our Slack channel where we have place to ask us questions each week. And the first question comes from Jake um, asking, well, he's three. We'll start with the first one because I think it can contribute to to what we're talking about well here. And Jake asks, I'm sure you'll be discussing this at length. Oh, man, good guess. (laughs) He's on point right there. But should Heath be on the hot seat for that loss? Sasha, what do you think? Yeah. Uh... Because there is a trend, and there's something else that one of our uh, patrons brought up. There's a trend between the Open Cup, you know, final last year, uh, MLS's back tournament we made to the semifinals as well, and then this, where in important games, we aren't making subs. We hit that 70-minute 70, 70 mark, you need to be considering, especially if your opponent is making subs, who do I bring on to counter him? It's like a game of chess, man. Like... Also concerning the fact that Heath acknowledges this, this acknowledge this. We were coming in with a day less of rest, and we were coming, you know, traveling. Mm-hmm. So we were on the road. Why the hell don't you use the people on your bench? Like it, it, it's not like we're like these are untested factors. We've seen Harrison mm-hmm. perform. We've seen Edwards perform. We've seen Jacory Hayes perform. We've seen we've seen Jacory Hayes start. Like I don't know. So yeah, I think he should be on the hot seat. Um, he won't be. I hate to burst no. everyone's bubble who's on the Heath out train, but no. Heath just led the team to a semi semifinal in the in two tournaments and a uh, final in his previous year. He um Doug Marshank on Twitter at Vetchak V E T S H A K or C K. I'm not positive had a thread about this Heath isn't going anywhere but he needs either more help or more different more voices in his back room staff that can challenge him on decisions whether that's Mark Watson but someone needs to be in his ear during games like this, like, hey, they just brought on Will Bruin. You know he's quick. You know he's a poacher. We should bring on like Marlon Harrison or take off one of the wingers and bring on Aha. Another tall body that can head balls away or just cover more of the have three at the back and just bunter because we're 2 0 up. They just, it, like, and just talked about that. Because. Um, Let's be honest, Heath's not going anywhere. Unless he gets a job offer somewhere else. He's not. He's here to stay. 
he's Minnesota's guy, like it or not. And and some games he coaches fantastically. I just think sometimes he lets the bright lights get the best of him, and he kind of freezes in the headlights, so to speak. Um, so yeah, should, should, should questions be asked of him? Yes. But it's not his seat's not hot. It's just like on the lowest setting of like a heated seat. Like questions should be asked about the performances in cups and for trophies. But what he's done in four years, like this team is unrecognizable from that first game at Portland back in twenty seventeen. Unrecognizable. So it's a lot of work done by the coaching staff and by Heath himself. And I mean, tried to the players, but also this is the most depth Minnesota's had maybe since their last season in NASL. Like high quality guys coming off the bench. Guys you could start at other teams. You gotta trust them. Because if you don't trust them, then they're gonna lack in confidence and you Jatori Hayes can fuck up a defense, but he also is a very good passer of the ball and can dribble his way out of trouble. Uh, the problem with us with our sub was Ty Tamara was on an island and didn't really do a whole lot to come to the ball and couldn't get the ball from our guys who were just booted in upfield. Jatori could be a guy who could shuttle the ball from the defense to the attack. That kind of midfielder, not quite an eight, not quite a who's running back and forth, not quite a six who's sitting back with the defense, but someone in between who's sitting back but can spray the ball out and get the ball out of the danger area for Minnesota's defense. Um, kind of brings us to the next question, I guess. What should be the expectations for the Loons year in, year out? I think that we have now established ourselves as a... We, we've got our identity, and we've established ourselves as a strong team in the West. You Agreed. Know? We went from being knocked out in the first round last year to a kind of pathetic, you know, Zlatan and his gang of boys, uh, to going and, like, think how we finished the year. We knocked. We finished the year 3-0 win over Dallas, went into playoffs, beat Colorado 3-0, right? Mm-hmm. People were... People were calling Colorado in favor of that game. Then we went to SKC and we talked about this last time. Got our first win, at, you know, at their field, and it was another three zero win, the number one seed in the West. So there shouldn't be anybody's doubt doubts, you know. There should nobody should doubt that we're the, the second best team in the West, and the West still is the stronger conference. Oh, for in my sure. Opinion. I, I agree so, with you one hundred percent there. So that's why you know Heath isn't in the hot seat. So what should our expectations be at this point? I think we need to be the team. We need to be what the Sounders were before 2017, which is the team that's hunting to knock out the Giants. Because back then, they were the team on the heels of LA Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And they finally beat them in 2015, only to lose to Dallas. And then finally, in 2017, after they dropped Ziggy Schmidt and brought up Brian Schmetzer. So maybe we need to drop drop Heath and bring up our assistant assistant coach. No, I think we should drop (laughs) Heath and get Brian Schmetzer. Uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a clear blueprint here, Sasha. A clear blueprint <laughs> yeah, that we should follow, uh, and it's Brian Schmetzer. All yeah, roads lead and, to Schmetzer. Yep. And uh, <laughs> and, and Ozzy and Schmetzer will be reunited. Ozzy will never stop playing until he wins again. Uh, no. I think, yeah, we we have to be the wolf, right? Now we are the hunter, mm-hmm. right? And, the you know, the Sounders... We get to be the David while the Sounders get to be Goliath. I, so that's our identity. 
I agree. I think silverware has to be on the table in some way, shape, or form, whether it's through the U.S. Open Cup, whether it's through the Cup playoffs, or through the Supporter Shield. Um, I've always believed that the Supporter Shield is the hardest trophy to win in U.S. domestic leagues because it's judged in all-year-round form. Um MLS Cup Finals, MLS uh, US Open Cup, you can have players get hot and stay hot and perform, and you can ride those players to a, a trophy. But silverware has to be on the table somewhere, and whether like next year or the year after that, there should be some silverware in the trophy chest of Minnesota United. Um, and they, you're right. I, I. Uh, I don't know if I'm biased or I obviously we're biased for Minnesota United fans, but the way this team has performed, the player that we've seen Reynoso can be, and he's only going to get better the more chemistry he has with his with his teammates. This team can has an MVP caliber player on their team and can win or contend for the supporter shield, the MLS Cup playoff finals, the MLS oh sorry, the US Open Cup. That should be expectations. And the worst thing they can do right now is lose that momentum. Um, kind of leads us into Jake's third and final question. Is making the playoffs a high enough target for the organization? It should be expected. In my opinion. I agree. Yeah. yeah. That should be the bare minimum. Um because right now we're seeing this like power vacuum and who's going to fill it up. It, like that's the question that's being thrown out. And we answered that call. We answered it stronger than any other Western team, except for the Sounders who are the current champions, mind you. Yeah. Right. We went on a run and only lost to the champions and we didn't, it wasn't like, you know, a wipeout. We went two up on the champions. <laughs> so I think in all, all the ways you can spin like, Oh, a Minnesota playoff team, typical thing. Why don't you spin it in the positive way? What it, which what it was. We put Sounders on their fucking heels and made them blink. We scared them for a sec. We did. They they had to readjust um, from their plan A game plan. Exactly. Um, took probably... And the Sounders in their strongest run of form this entire season was during the playoffs, or going up to the playoffs and including the playoffs. And now and we, we gave them their best, their toughest game, which is huge. Um, we could talk more about the game, but the calls, calls didn't go either. Didn't go anyone's way in certain points. Shane O'Neill could have been sent off for the red card with a red card on the fall on Ethan Finley. Chase Jasper could have given up a penalty. I don't think it's fair to choose. Oh, that should change the game. Well, it didn't. And now we're here with our, with the final of 3-2 in Minnesota season over. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it sucks, but you're right. We should be positive. Um, I think time to quote Ted Lasso here. And Sasha, you know what animal is the happiest in the world? A goldfish. You know why? Because of his short-term memory. Ten-second memory. B- a goldfish. Let's move on to the next step, which is the off season, which is a very important off season. And it sounds like 
Minnesota might already have their first signing when the window opens next week. And uh, rumors circling, first reported by The, the Athletic, and then Paul Tenorio, corroborated by Jeff Reuter and Andy Greeter, um, that will trap with a 27-year-old uh, six CDM defensive midfielder, basically Ozzy's position, um, is going to sign for Minnesota. Played last year for Inter-Miami, didn't really fit their system, but also was a kind of a mainstay and the captain in Columbus when they made their run back in 2015 to the MLS Cup playoff finals with Kai Kamara and Ethan Finley. So I think it's a good signing. It's a cheap domestic option that can be very solid. Um, we're not. It's not going to be a top three defensive midf- defensive midfielder defensive midfielder like we had with Ozzy, but it's he, he's a, he's a solid stopgap until we can find maybe a designated player at that position. Um, then we'll move on to our, our last question from Eric Olson. Oh, that name sounds very familiar. Um, who would you like to see replace Heath? Realistic choices only, which is unfortunate. Because I did say Ted Lasso, but he is not real. Unfortunately, I was told this, and I am very disappointed. And my earth, my world has been shattered. Um, Sasha, have you? Do you have any ideas? I mean, it, so unrealistically, <laughs> uh, I would love for Thierry Henry to come here just because I love Thierry Henry. Uh, <laughs> but he's not going to leave Montreal Impact. So someone who actually is looking to be a, a head coach and has years as a player uh, uh, and a, a assistant coach is Gonzo Pineda. He is a front runner for the uh, head coach at, at DC United. But I would gladly take him here. He is a he is a player's coach. He is somebody who, when he was a player, he was a tactical mind on the pitch. He could see adjustments that need to be made as as plays happened. Um, and he's the one who's whispering in Schmetzer's ear. So let's get that fucking guy and take him away from Schmetzer, right? I, I guarantee you, you're not going to have any any trouble getting the subs in at 70 minutes if we had him as a coach. Uh, so <laughs> well, and he's also pretty young. So I don't know. That's dead too. Yeah. Well, if you asked me. <laughs> I have two. Um, one, I think, is already going to go to LA Galaxy. Uh, Greg Vanny resigned from Toronto a couple weeks ago now, last week. It, time is a flat circle. Nothing matters. Um, so I think he'd be a good signing for really any team in MLS. Um, but Sasha, why not just take Brian Schmetzer? His contract runs out. <laughs> This month, and if Seattle's if, if Seattle's in like here's all the money in the world to this dynasty going, Bill McGuire needs to open up his goddamn pockets and just throw whatever's in there at him. There is this whole speculation that that Brian Spencer isn't going to get signed back is ludicrous. The only reason that there's that's the, he, there's still negotiation is because this is why Brian Spencer is so wonderful. He wants more money for his staff, right? That's the reason why there's still a negotiation. It's not for what he's getting. It's the fact that he wants the money spread out amongst, you know, the people underneath I mean, him. He, he deserves more money, too, whatever they're paying him. <laughs> I mean, if, and also, if you can walk into the negotiating room with, like, three MLS Cup trophies and slam them on the, on the table, go, yeah, what's this worth? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, again, he doesn't really go anywhere. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to some news from around the league. 
Um, real quick, Mara Minotas is moving on from Houston to Tijuana. Um, opened up a, up a starting striker spot for a certain DC superhero, uh, Christian Ramirez. Uh, and the NWSL Utah Royals are going to move to Kansas City. Um, Real Salt Lake is going to be lead-owned. This is after the investigation on the Salt Lake owners, uh, Deloy Hansen, who made some disparaging comments about um, black players and players wearing Black Lives Matter shirts at the MLS is back tournament. Um, he is an all-around piece of shit, and I hope he never owns any soccer team ever again. Um, what is sad is that his shitheadiness led to the Utah Royals fans losing their team to Kansas City. Um, there is an option for in 2023 to like restart a team there in Utah. It's not like a Phoenix club, but for now, they they lost their team, and that really sucks, and it's all down to one piece of shit named Deloy Hansen. Speaking of pieces of shit, um, in NYCFC, um, David Villa has been accused, he was accused a while ago of sexually harassing and assaulting uh, uh, an in, uh, intern at NYCFC. Uh, Pablo Mar of The Athletic interviewed that young woman and told her story. And I forget her name right now, but it's a great article. And she's very, like, coming forward with this is very hard to do. And she should be commended. And yeah, she, it's a really hard article to read. But it's an important one to read. So please read it. It's very good. And don't let this get swept under the mat with all the MLS Cup playoff madness and the offseason coming up. This is still a story that's developing. And yeah, it's really important to keep eyes on that. Yeah. Uh, the story is really disgusting. Um, if you hear, yeah, I read it, and the way how predatory he is, and what he says, and how he acted, and what he did is just—it will make you hate him if you didn't already. Yeah, very true. Um, there's really no good segue from this to the next part, so it's Sorry. the return of Sasha's quiz. <laughs> Uh, speaking of things that are predatory. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, preying on my, my lack of knowledge, <laughs> okay. I will say. If you have a complaint, take it up with HR. Uh, also, we do not have an HR department. So, question one. Um, well, actually, the U.S. Men's National Team is back in action tomorrow. It's El Salvador. So this is all themed on the U.S. Men's National Team. So, question number, question number one. Who has the most caps for the U.S. men's national team? Sasha. Josie Altidore or Landon Donovan? It's actually Kobe Jones. Question number two. How many caps does Kobe Jones have? 108. 164. Oh. Yeah, I was surprised too. What is the U.S. Men's National Team's highest ever FIFA ranking? Highest ever FIFA ranking? I remember there was a ridiculous time when we were 
we were really high up. Bonus points if you didn't uh, guess the year. Okay. Uh, I want to say third, and it was in like the 60s or 70s? I don't know. Actually, it was fourth. You're still close. Okay. In 2004. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, dang. What year did the U.S. men's national team play its first match? Uh, <laughs> was it before World War Two? <laughs> yeah, I need like I need some reference. Yes, it was before World War Two. Was, was it before World War One? <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. Um, I think so. No, nineteen. I don't know. Nineteen twenty. Was that a World Cup year? Uh, actually, nineteen sixteen. They oh, beat wow. Sweden in Stockholm three to two. What two players are tied for the most goals for the U.S. men's national team? Well, it's definitely not Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it Clint Dempsey and Josie Altidore? Close. Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan. Okay. What former general turned coat to the British in 1775, Sasha? Uh, <laughs> uh, Benedict Arnold? Yeah, weird. You did. You're correct. I really know so much about traders. Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, I know that from an NWA song. So, or uh, an, actually, an Ice Cube song after you left NWA. <laughs> that is the best way to learn history. <laughs> Next question: Who said this quote about Benedict Arnold? Judas only sold one man. Arnold, three million. Alexander Hamilton. Benjamin Franklin. Okay. What were Julius Caesar's last words? Ate Brutus? I don't know. Et, te, et tu, Brute. <laughs> okay. What was Brute's full name? It's very Roman. Brutus von Maximus. <laughs> no. <laughs> Marcus Junius Brutus. Question number 10. Have you seen the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford? Like, is it good? Like, it seems like it should be good because, you know, Brad Pitt's in it. But, like, ugh, that title is, like... A mouthful. It's like, why would you name it that? It's like the worst title for a movie. It's so long. Uh, no, I have not. Okay. I actually own it and I've never seen it. So, <laughs> um, Sasha, that's in the year twins, and you actually know a lot more about traders than I thought. It's, it's very surprising, considering you're a Seattle Sounders fan and on this podcast. Anyway, <laughs> also, thank you for not wearing any Seattle Sounders gear to our Zoom call. I would have started crying. So, <laughs> I, I, I felt last night I, it was it was actually heartbreaking for me because I was I was wearing my Minnesota top and rooting for Minnesota all the way. I, I, I literally felt numb. Like I've never had that sensation before. When that goal went in, like, I my hands went numb. It it was very surreal. And I stared out, stared out our patio door for a while to the sound of silence. Not the song, actually. It's just nothing <laughs> happening. Um, then I rewatched the uh, last scene in Ted Lasso, and I felt a little bit better. <laughs> it's stretch. I'm going to rewatch that show. It's so good. I'm going to rewatch that show and 
shovel popcorn into her mouth and just sob. It's going to be great, Sasha. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, enough of myself, pity. Let's move on to what the actual quiz was about. Traders, I mean, the U.S. Men's National Team. Um, friendly tomorrow against El Salvador. 14 players in the camp are eligible to play in the 2021 Olympics. So that's fun if, if those happen. Bring your straws, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> watch, like, we'll actually have COVID under control, but, like, something, this, oh, I shouldn't even say this, but something horrible will happen to the, like, island of Japan. Godzilla. <laughs> like, a legit Godzilla. I'm like, oh, man, this is so much worse than COVID. You know? <laughs> and yet we we would have such a good archive of films to like know how to address that situation. <laughs> uh, definitely true. don't call it Matthew Broderick. <laughs> Matthew Broderick does not know shit. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> call Brian Cranston and then Twitch Silver from the Avengers movies. They know what to do. <laughs> and that girl from Stranger Things. She can communicate with monsters or something. And also Charlotte Witch from the Avengers movies as well. Wasn't she also in that? Uh, I think so. I yes, think so. yes, she was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. What's... So call the Avengers to face Godzilla is what you're saying. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be scared oh. if I was Godzilla and facing the Avengers. <laughs> well, we should probably move on to a team that's, a team that's not moving on. Uh, Manchester United has been knocked out of the Champions League. Finally, some good news. Some good soccer news. Sasha, what happened? Uh, Rebel Leipzig took it to them. Uh, after a, a hot week where they drew with Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga, they go. And uh, I, I, I didn't watch this game, but the score was 3 2. And uh, <laughs> there was a quote yesterday from Olga Shakshar saying, like, This is the kind of game we like going into a must win situation, <laughs> last day of playoffs. I'm like, Shit, nobody likes that situation. And you definitely should not like that situation if you're Manchester United. Um But yeah, one of the one of the English teams is now knocked out of the Champions League and all the Bundesliga teams are still in it. Also in danger of being knocked out is uh Real Madrid. They have a chance of being knocked out. Barcelona didn't look too great today against Juventus, losing three nil. On the score sheet for Juventus was Weston McKenney. Scored his first league goal this weekend for Juventus Torino, and then scored his first Champions League goal for Juventus against Barcelona, and it was a great goal. Um, some bad news from the Champions League, or some, yeah, some bad news. Istanbul Basset see here, and PSG walked off the field after the fourth official, the official, like a referee, uh, racially abused uh, Basset here assistant coach. Yeah, and this was done after he had given that coach a red card. So that, that, you know, the coach was getting escorted off. He had to leave. Uh, and he was caught on a mic and by players using a, a racial slur. And this was noticed by the PSG players as well. Uh, it wasn't Kylian Mbappe. One of the PSG defenders was like, what the hell? Why is he using that mm-hmm. word? Um, so both teams agreed to not come back on. Uh, the game is rescheduled for tomorrow with uh, different officials. Um. Props to Istanbul Busted to see here and PSG for walking off. That's what needs to happen in these situations. There needs to be consequences, and hopefully, that referee will never work in soccer UEFA or, or, or anywhere. UEFA yeah. or anywhere again. Um, Russia Dortmund made history, uh, subbing on 
Oh, Sasha. I think it's Yusufa Mokoko. Mokoko. I think it's Mototo. Yusufa. Yeah. Yusufa Mototo. Um, he is 16 years old and one day. He is the youngest player to ever make Champions League to ever play in the Champions League. Sasha, what were you doing at 16 years old and one day? <laughs> I think studying for the ACTs. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have my license then, but I was no, probably I working. Yeah. I was working at CVS in a, in a town called White Bear Lake. I worked <laughs> landscaping for this really rich old lady and her 168ers. I'm, I'm not going to make any jokes about the graduate on that one. No, she like, as in really old, she was like in her 80s. <laughs> and it was me and two other guys and then that handled all the roads, like the, the trails and all the lawns and her vegetable garden. And all of her rock walls and everything. And then there were and girls there. Her name was Mrs. Robinson? And... No, uh, Lois, Lois uh, Smith, actually. Her husband was the CEO of Kimberly Clark Paper Company for a while. Um, and then there were girls there that worked all the flower gardens. And it was a great... It was fun. Got really tan every summer. Like real tan. Yeah, I Great job. Anyway, um, probably easier than playing the Champions League against full-grown men, to be honest. Um, <laughs> to some, um, again, some bad news kind of in line with the what happened in the Bastard Sea here and PSG game. Uh, Millwall fans uh, booed players for taking a knee at, at the first game after being allowed back in the stadium. Um, each city in England is des- designated a certain tier, Millwall, Millwall are in London, so they are, I believe, either Tier 1 or 2. Uh, tier 2 allows 2,000 fans. Tier 1 allows 4,000. So there were fans in the stadium for their first game. And all across soccer in England, um, before the game starts, uh, players have been kneeling and putting the fists up or just kneeling in to bring awareness to racial inequality and the fight against racism uh, Millwall fans who have of a, a, a notorious um, reputation of being racist and sexist and just all around bad people decided to boo that anti-racism message um, which if you boo an anti-racism message that means one thing you are racist end of story no arguments some good news from England Wolves striker Raul Jimenez was released from the hospital as recovering at home. Jimenez suffered a fractured skull when he clashed heads with David Luiz. Um, That's a couple weeks ago now, so very scary moment. Luckily, he is back home. This could be the potential future Chicharito of the Mexican national team. He's he's better than Chicharito, I think. Yeah, Yeah, he's definitely for his age, yeah. I mean, he would tear up LA Galaxy right now. <laughs> He'd probably tear up any team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, but the time uh, to have Champions League is coming up, Sasha. Three days after the MLS Cup final. Yeah, so that is going to be uh, on, the, on the 12th of December is the MLS Cup final. So on the 15th, we have the final return of the 2019 Concacaf Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> If you forgot which teams are in it, it's uh, Olympia is going to be playing Montreal, and Tigres are going to be playing New York City FC on the 15th. 
on the 16th, uh, LAFC is going to be facing Cruz Azul, Atlanta United, and now dismembered and <laughs> a broken Atlanta United is going to be playing Club America, who's I think is like third right now in in in, in Mexico. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> believe me, you know, if I was a gambling man, I'll say that there's going to be two Mexican teams, and it's probably going to be Cruz Azul versus one of the other two uh, in the final. Just my guess. Yeah, uh, Cruz Azul probably had more heartbreaking uh, results than Minnesota had this this uh, past week. So if you if you oh. if you know any Cruz Azul and Minnesota fans, please check in on them. Um, yeah. So yeah, they had a horrible loss to Pumas. Yeah, and it was across uh, two legs, um, Cruz Azul went up in the first leg and won the first leg four nothing. Um, in the first like twenty minutes of the second leg. Uh, Pumas scored three goals ended up getting the equalizer four goals but because I think Pumas either had more points or was better head to head during the season they advanced past Cruz Azul so at least you were 4-0 up (laughs) (laughs) always be worse Minnesota fans Uh, such a thing that brings us to the end of our episode Um, thanks to our Patreons thanks to our lead commissioner Eric Olson for $20 a month you can get Thanked at the end of every episode. Um, we also did it with $5 a month. Our Let's Talk About. Sasha, you have one coming out, hopefully tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, the long-awaited talk about uh, D&D Warforged. So if you want to learn some nerdy things, listen to that. And then later this month, I'll be reconvening with Colin O'Donnell, former host, about 2020 Albums of the Year. Um watch this space to see if it's a one-parter or a two-parter and i'm still planning to do a sturgill simpson uh sailor's died to earth let's talk about it's a fantastic album and i can't wait to dig into it um thanks to tectonics for this of their song lustless is our theme music check them out on youtube facebook Bandcamp, and the like um thanks to you the listener for keeping us going, um, tell your friends to listen more, or to, yeah, listen more. Listen to this episode again after you're done with it. No, uh, tell your friends to listen. Um, if you can, please rate and review us on iTunes. Five stars would be fantastic. Anything less, like, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> you can tweet at us. I'm at real R E A L Caleb F C. And I also, I also tweet from TWO United Fans. Also post on Instagram at that same handle, TWO United Fans. Sasha, what is your handle when you're out of jail? Yeah, I would say tweet at Twitter to, to free Sasha <laughs> and while you're tweeting about freeing Chacon. Uh, but I am at Russian Revenant. Um, we'll come back next week. Um, I think we'll do a more in-depth Minnesota offseason preview and also reviewing the... MLS Cup, who I'm guessing Sasha's gonna pitch Seattle. I'll go for the crew because I don't want to see Seattle win after beating us. It is so hard. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to Sasha. Shout out to all the co-hosts podcast. And we'll see you next week. Yep. Yeah.